You are tuned in to Down Goes Frazier, where you can find the latest news and conversations from myself and my co-host Jeremy Johnson about the latest in combat sports, whether it's boxing, wrestling, or MMA. Jeremy, it's been a long time since I've said that. How's it going? Oh, it's going good, buddy. I am. Uh, I'm glad that we are. We're back here. I know that um, life and scary things have uh, taken a toll on us, but uh, you know. We're here. You got your COVID shot. You're not afraid to go into the stores anymore and see old ladies. I'm out working the fights, and so it's all working out. Yeah, you, you're doing some traveling right now, actually. You're coming back from Iowa, correct? Yeah, I am driving back from Mason City, Iowa, and actually I have uh, Jimmy Range and Craig Nacella with me here uh, as we are coming back from working the North Iowa fights. It was uh, it was a good time in front of a live audience, no less, so uh Got to experience a little live audience uh, MMA this weekend. It was real nice. And, you know, I know that kind of our return kind of coincides with the return to a lot of, like, live audience. We talked about USC 261. But before we get into that, your experience in Iowa, being back, what what, what were the things that you noticed right offhand that you missed the most about being just in that atmosphere? I missed the most was the people. That was, that was awesome. Um, there's a ton of people. They were having a great time. You know, it was – Real fights. It was real crowds cheering for their guys. Matters. You know, it, it's more of the the idea of TV's great, but there is nothing like being live in the crowd. Yeah, and I just I just know you know you can kind of see that like last night when I was watching you know from my couch you know comfort of my uh, home I was watching the uh, UFC two sixty one. And even just you saw when Anthony Smith came out there, and it was just like you know that overjoyment of like being able to interact with the fans, with the people, and you know you just could tell the adrenaline from most of these fighters um, was taken up a notch. You know they did their job in the Fight Island, uh, almost at the Performance Center, but you know um, you know kind of the training center there in Vegas, the Apex. They did their thing there, but like it's like you can tell it's a different animal when that crowd gets engaged, when people are able to feed off eighteen thousand people. Oh yeah, there's there's none better, and you know there was uh, there was a good thousand people at this event last night. Uh, a beautiful new center it was the first MMA event that had ever been done in it, and so it was awesome. And I could see where the crowds for you know, the, the, this UFC was. They got to be part of history. That's why it sold out so quickly. It was crazy. Yeah, absolutely nuts. And they they got a great. I mean, the the prelims and the the opening, the prelims were well too. But that main card, like I was worried when it started. I said, you know, it's gonna be a long night because you when you only know, have those three title fights, and they and just say they all go the distance. You're there. You're that's. I'm gonna be up till twelve thirty, and it's a you know. As I get older, uh, I got to do some tricks to stay up that late. Usually that was just like cruise control. Now I'm starting to get a little older, Jeremy. I'm starting to get a little tired about 11 o'clock, 11.30. So I got to usually uh, figure out, get my Monster Energy drink in there and all that good stuff around 10. But not last night. It was it was action-packed and got over rather quickly for uh, five, five, five main car fights with three uh, title fights. Oh, yeah. I got to see the last two fights. And, you know, I, speaking of tired, if you hear anything in the background, that is uh, Cutman Craig Nacello from Bellator snoring in the background. So don't, don't worry about that. Um, but, uh, no, it, it, was, it was – the title fights were amazing. The crowd had a great time. But what did you think of the whole thing with uh, 
That's Craig in the back dying. Um, what did you think <laughs> of the whole thing, though, that Dana White came out the, with, with what the Las Vegas newspaper was saying, that, uh, you know, the, the potential of death and the UFC doesn't care and blah, 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 blah. Did you see all that in the, on Twitter? Yeah, I saw all that. So... Where it's it's hard because we, we we talk about it, we discuss this part in the show. Like I am one of those people. Like I think I have found be able to find a healthy balance in this pandemic. I think like I'm not an extreme man. I know we joke about being a little always and stuff, but that was pretty early on. Like little early when there was not a lot of information. I was very much like I don't want, I don't know how you catch this thing. Do you catch it by grabbing the same paper? You know all those questions. You know didn't you know were not really answered at the time. But as it came along, I figured, okay, this is how I stay safe. This is how I do what I'm going to do and still be able to carry on about life. And I think that's kind of the thing that people have to realize. Now, would I have liked to see masks and maybe some kind of mandate inside the building? Yes, I'm not going to lie there. But like, I was completely like, oh, I feel great watching this. But I got it. You do have to return to some normalcy sooner than later. Um, and if people are getting vaccinated and people were now, they're saying the cases are going down and death is going lower, you can't hold people, you know, back forever. So I think it comes to a point in time where you got to start having discussions of when do we see live crowds and Dana White is going to be, he's, he's as bold as they come and he's going to be the first one to try that out. So, you know, um, it is what it is. Hopefully nothing bad comes out of it. And, you know, people are able to see like, oh, we can have a, a live event and have safe crowds, but we'll, we'll, we'll see in two weeks. Well, we'll see in two weeks, but you know, it, it comes down to it that those people didn't have to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who showed up to this show that I was at last night didn't have to buy tickets, but they did and they wanted it. And it was giant on both, you know, both things. So if the UFC wants to be the one to bring it back and the people want it, I mean, there's definitely a market for it. I would say more power to them. You know, take your precautions as you as a person need, but, you know, do whatever you got to do. Yeah, and I think the thing, too, with the vaccinations being done, and I'm not saying, like, I know there's, like I said, I've lost people that I'm close to during the with COVID. My mom, you know, got COVID and it was a scary situation. Oh, she got through it. So it's not me, it's not me taking it, you know, lightly. But what I, I guess what I'm going to say is people who were able to get vaccinated who were at the most, at highest risk, now have probably have done that either they've done it or that you know are pretty much in that case so now you're seeing a lot of cases in younger adults who are recovering but you know i understand people wanting to see a little bit more precautions but like i said you know it's got to come a point in time and i think maybe this is the time for ufc and like you said those people bought their tickets willingly and you know they signed a COVID waiver because you even like going to a blues game now St. Louis blues game or a cardinals game when I click on the ticket box to buy that ticket, even though in their socially distanced, you have to wear a mask the whole time, I have to click on a COVID acknowledgement waiver that I am putting myself at risk to get COVID. Because I went to a couple Blues games. I went to a couple Cardinals games. You had to click in that box before you hit purchase. So, yeah, you know, buyer beware. Just like if you uh, risk getting hit with a foul ball at a game, you risk that too. I, I think the uh, the foul ball is a great analogy of it. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. Do what you do. If you want to see fights, go see fights. And I'm stoked that we got fights. I'm stoked that we had the opportunity to bring it back. You know, and I think that it definitely showed that there is a want by the fan base. That's what this really comes down to is it's a want by the fan base. You mm-hmm. know, they, they want out. They want to do it. They want to go see fights. You know, this was 
would it sell out in nine minutes? Something yeah. insane. Exactly. And I know this is our first show back in a while, but even, you know, going back a couple weeks ago, WrestleMania had 26,000 seats available for both nights of WrestleMania, sold out pretty quick. And they were, you know, that's 52,000 people who said, hey, I'm going to this event. You know, I'm, I, I've been waiting a whole year to see WWE in person, and they made a decision to go. So, you know, it, it, it's going to come a time when I think UFC, most of their events now are going to be in front of crowds. They're not doing a lot of those Apex events. I think maybe some of the fight nights still have Apex dates centered around them. But for the most part, I know they're in Houston, Texas, uh, you know, next month. So, or in a month from, or two months, and then they're going to Vegas when Connor comes back to fight Dustin Poirier. So they, they're full steam ahead from now this point on. And, and we haven't got to talk about this. I know you were in Iowa last night, but Shamrock FC um, announced that they're going to be coming back in June. Yeah. Uh, and actually, they're going to do two shows back-to-back. So, I mean, we're doing – and the crazy thing is, is the, the first night, I think, is almost already sold out. Like, And the second one is going just as fast. So – there's a need even for, you know, regional mixed martial arts to, to come back to live. You know, the, uh, I did a, a video for Shamrock FC on that, and it was all about that we wanted to wait until it could be 100% capacity. Everybody asked us, why did we not do the, the television-only thing? And we were, you know, we wanted to do it right, and that's, that's kind of how it's going to be. So I'm stoked about that. I'm, I'm thrilled to have it coming back. Um, the one that got me, though, is that the fight night here, you know, the title fights in the UFC, you could see those fans go nuts for, you know, spoiler alert, the Chris Weidman leg break, which was incredible. And then Rose winning her title back, which was amazing. And then Masvidal getting just shut down. I mean, just shut down. He he got Rocky punched, as I said it. I said <laughs> because, I mean, literally, like in live action, not just in the slow-mo version, when he got knocked out by that punch by Usman, you seen the sweat just fly off the face. It was like one of those punches, like, I mean, it, it literally looked like it came out of Rocky Three, and like that's how that happened. Like he got hit by Clubber Lang, and he was done. I, I was like, man, um, for some guy who said two, he said that two days ago or two days prior, he doesn't really even hit that hard. I'm like, he looked like he hit pretty damn hard at that time. Um, so yeah, that, that was an impressive, uh, a lot of things and on that card that, you know, people now are clamoring for other fights and kind of like, we'll get, I know we'll get into that, but let's stick on the main event though. Going into that, did you, did you feel there was a way that Master Dog could probably pull out that or did you think that was clearly going to be an Usman win? So I have always been the one who called Usman for that. I don't see who yet can beat him um you know everybody talks okay well maybe his striking is a little suspect well we saw that now um you know masvidal's got this reputation and unfortunately i don't think the reputation of masvidal is is actually can back up what he's the capabilities and i don't mean that bad the guy's got like 40 50 fights i mean you know he's a seasoned seasoned veteran but it's it's just this new breed of MMA guys that are coming out. Let's face it. He fought St. Louis's own Steve Berger back in the day. So, I mean, he's been around the game a long, long time. It was a 50th fight. And that's the first time he got stopped, you know, <laughs> or got knocked out. And, um, the one thing, and now I'm going to say this and, and 
all respect to Jorge Masvidal. I've been watching to the, you know, from back in the days of the Kimbo Street fights, all those things. Even though we had a little Twitter beef with his management, I did because I was defending my good buddy Andreas Hill on uh, Twitter when they had their kind of altercation. Still have a lot of respect for him. But now, do you think, because Kobe coming and said something after that during the, pre- the post-fight press conference, and as much as I hate Kobe's sound, but he told the truth. He said, I could lose my next 14 fights in a row and still have a better record than Jorge Masvidal. But also, when I look at, like, in this last month, they may have also kind of ruined the legacy of Jorge Masvidal. Not ruined it, but kind of knocked it down a little bit. Is when you see Ben Askren knocked out by Jake Paul. And you and now most fans know Jorge Masvidal. He's the guy who knocked out Ben Askren, whether you like it or not. Well, most people like it or not. That's kind of where his like rise came from. Is that that five second knee to the head, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, that was incredible." Jorge wow. is kind of taking a hit this last month. Just like all those things, kind of kind of correlating together. Well, let's face it: the BMF title was the dumbest thing that they could have ever come up with. Because now he's got his ass handed to him, you know, a couple of times in dominant fashion, and it, it was dumb. It, it, it was dumb to call him that. It was dumb to make it. I said it was dumb then. Um, you know, it's just it was silly, and I think that we're going to see now. You're right. It does. It does make the whole Jake Paul Ben Askren thing even a little bit worse. But uh, I'm just. I'm not. I'm not a big Masvidal guy. His, his reputation just doesn't back his actual skills. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. Like I said, I, I'm glad that he got there because he had been around for a long time. And, like, you like to see guys like that kind of get some kind of success near the end of their career, what probably will be the end of their career. So it's good to see his name kind of get risen up there and put at the top of cards um, near the end. But it, you're kind of seeing maybe some exposure there of, like, okay, well, Maybe he's not as good as, like, the, the billing goes of, you know, street Jesus and baptizing. You can't be street Jesus and baptizing people when you get baptized yourself. Um, right. So, you know, I think that's going to be a game changer. But also for, like, Usman, if you look at it, two people last night probably put themselves in the rankings for pound for pound, like, undoubtedly, and that's Usman and Valentina Shevchenko. Both had performances where they showed a weakness, an area in their game where they perceived as weak. And that's how they won the fight, pretty much, with Valentina saying, hey, people question my wrestling ability. I finished basically by out-wrestling Jessica Andrade. Usman, I, unstru- I outstruck the guy who people fear the most in striking in my whole division. So two people put their names like, how the hell do you beat them going forward? Oh, you know, now here is my thing. Usman walks around at, you know, 190. Let's let him fight Jake Paul. I mean, Jake Paul was in the audience. He even started a beef with Daniel Cormier. You know, why don't we get that one to happen? Let's do that. If we're going to have this MMA versus boxing stuff. When is Jake Paul hopping to MMA? And when is he hopping to cage? That's what I want to. Because, like, like, he was supposed to fight Ben Askren. Evidently, Ben said he chickened out. and was like, I'm not going to wrestle you now. You know, you did this. Like, no, that's you, dude. You took the, the quick victory. Ben wasn't a striker. Most people, like, the thing that I got mad about that is Ben's name being on the, saying, oh, he's from UFC, added credibility. But if you don't watch UFC, you're like, oh, you didn't know Ben Askren is not a striking type. So putting him in a boxing match, Jake Paul was the favorite in that. 
for me going into that. So, yeah, I'd like to see him get his butt handed to him by Cormier Usman. Tyron Woodley is, I know, also out there. It's been, his name's been thrown in the hand for maybe a fight with the Paul brothers. Uh, this, this whole thing needs to stop. I mean, it really does. And, I mean, let, let's face it. That was nothing more than a three-hour-long TikTok video and about four boxing matches because it was horrible. The whole thing of it, the, the, the production level, the, the, the commentary, the commentary just irked me to death. But I know that the, the, the generation that doesn't like fighting and likes, you know, Jake Paul and YouTube and TikTok videos probably loved it. So that's why I did so many pay-per-view buys. Now, I'm not a fan of Jake Paul. Like I said last day when he confronted Cormier, he's an idiot. He but is you are absolute... a fan of TikTok, so you got that going for you. No, I'm not a fan of TikTok either. It's not, not even you, not in you the were, You were a TikTok viral video. Of course you're a fan. Not by choice. It was against my own will that I was put on TikTok. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. So, so I, I, won't, I won't go there. But someone put it on, on Facebook. And I can't remember who exactly. And I'm, I'm not trying to steal somebody's acknowledgement. I, I want to say it was, oh, my goodness, I can't remember. Anyways, they'll probably call me out because they'll be like, oh, he took my quote. Um, but they said, you know, as much as Jake Paul is like one of these, these people you don't want to associate with, his generation of the kids that he's influencing are now going to gyms because Jake Paul can fight. So now they're going to go fight too. So he's like, it makes my job easier to recruit fighters or people who want to fight or people come to the gym more to learn how to fight. And I'm like, that's a fair point. I mean, I get it. it. That was the Ronda Rousey thing back in the day, whenever she first hit the UFC that everybody wanted to come learn judo and, you know, that kind of thing. And then we had the George St. Pierre's that they all went back to, traditional you know karate stylings and stuff but do you really want jake paul to be the role model for your son i mean come on we've he, he's he's already made tiktok famous just like you now do you want to throw him into the jake paul world not really not 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 entirely i got i mentioned jake paul was in the i had my stepdaughter had a few friends over last night and i mentioned jake paul was under confront daniel cormier and you see all these kids rushed in the room to go see what's going on i i felt like a, a proud uh proud inspire for mma because once they came in there to see jake paul get into it with daniel cormier the videos they stuck around they saw chris wyman's leg get broken in half i introduced them to that i felt proud these 13 year olds were all grossed out by it but hey you know they came in the room you get what you get Oh, but can can you imagine, man, that's your first, you know, expose to MMA is the Chris Weidman leg break. I mean, it's like for us old ones who remember the Corey Hill one. And then, of course, Anderson Silva breaking it on Chris Weidman. But, God, those poor kids, you're going to scar those kids for life. Oh, I showed them that when I said, oh, this is like MMA karma. I said, this guy broke somebody else's leg. So, of course, got out my phone, opened it up. Show the kids that. So I was. This is after I watched Mortal Kombat too. So my my taste for anything gruesome was I was getting it all last night because I went from people getting uh their arms frozen and broken off in a movie to then seeing people breaking their legs in real life. So, uh, you know, it was it was a, a very gory night in the Fr- the Fraser household. Oh well, I 
mean, it's it's better than a, a TikTok video from Triller. So you know, it's all good. I'm I'm at least bring them on the MMA world. Forget that other stuff. Yes, and I, I, I now I know you're not a fan of this whole Triller movement and the kind of where it goes. I'm here for it, but I do want to see Jake Paul. It's like I feel like this is modern day Andy Kaufman with like pro wrestling. Andy, you used I to get go around, that. Yeah, I think this is very much the same shtick. It's somebody, whoever gives him his comeuppings is made for life. Jerry Lawler has been the king of Memphis for now 40 years because he beat the hell out of Andy Kaufman on TV and broke his neck and slapped him on David Letterman. He has a restaurant on Bill Street. Somebody's going to have a restaurant where they're from because they're going to beat the hell out of Jake Paul. I'm just waiting to see who it's going to be. Well, I know that uh, Tyron Woodley said that he wanted to do it MMA. He wouldn't do it as boxing, so I think that one's kind of out. Um, who do you think is going to be the next one? I don't know who I want to be. The, who I think will be the next one? I think will be a good one. Is a guy I've mentioned and said, "Hey, his stock kind of went down." Street Jesus, put him in there with Jake Paul. Well, that's an interesting idea. Like. I mean, it works out that both are top sellers of their genre, which, you know, MMA or this chiller boxing, they both move the needle. So you don't have someone who's, like Jake Paul said, I gave Ben Askren a payday. You don't have to worry. I mean, Jorge would probably get a better payday than he's been getting in UFC, and that's sad. That's another conversation for another day. But um, I think that is a good fight to make. Jake, you got a guy with great striking skills. You just beat the guy that he's most famous for beating. And he's going back to the camp. If Jake Paul wants to add credibility to his fighting resume, Jorge Masvidal is the guy. Uh, see, I, I I, don't want it to be MMA. I don't. I, I want to see if this kid's going to call himself a boxer. Let's be, let it be a boxer. I want to see Tyson Fury's son fight him. Tyson Fury's son is 5-0. and in boxing, so the numbers work out. He's 190 pounds. It would be an amazing fight, and it would be a real first-class butt whooping. Oh man, yeah, that's a good. One. Like I say, I do want to see him fight a boxer, or you know, finally box a boxer because it's kind of like you bring in the Nate Robinsons or him, him or his brother. They're bringing in some, you know, former basketball players, former. UFC fighters who weren't really strikers and beating them and, you know, to their fan base. Oh, my God, that guy was an athlete, so it makes sense. And they think that's, you know, but if you're training all the time for boxing, why don't you fight a boxer? Even if it's a low-level guy, fight somebody who um, – fight somebody who has – some or someone from the bare-knuckle world. Fight somebody, one of those guys. Like, do something that's a little different to get people really in the needle saying, okay, now I can take you seriously as a boxer. Because the trailer boxing, like you said, is a concert. You did get to see Ice Cube. You can see Saweetie perform. So you did get all that, Jeremy, but you did, you know, that was that was most of the fight card. I mean, if you want to call that a fight card, you know, it, like, I, like I said, I, I dug the fact there was some old school in it, but uh, the whole new stuff, it was just, like I said, it was one – bloody tiktok video after another so <laughs> uh, trailer by and then it came in but the the rent the rent that he has in ufc or mma purist heads right now jake paul is kind of crazy because even as chris weidman with that horrible injury that we talk about was getting carried out 
people were chanting F. Jake Paul throughout the crowd. That's what they were more concentrated on during the time that Chris was getting stretchered out, which is sad. But that's what I'm saying. He's living rent-free in everybody's head in the MMA community because people after this Ben Askren fight, even Dana White is threatening to sue him and all this stuff. And, like, well, he's getting what, what he did. wants. But what it did is now his next fight, and it's going to double the ticket sales. It's going to double the pay-per-view buys because it's just now it's in everybody. It's it's the, the lexicon of the combat sports world at the moment. And I, for one, think that's a terrible thing to be. It's a terrible thing to be. Yeah, because you're moving. This is this is going to sound weird coming from me because you're moving into the pro wrestling realm to combat sports and you're blurring that line to the, the point where people who don't understand there's a difference will stop assuming there's a difference. You get what I'm saying? It's like, if you're like, you're turning this to complete theater and not really about the athletics of the sport. Well, it, it, it's become the show. It's become the hype before the show. I mean, there were guys in, in the boxing world who were great hype men, but you knew it was real. You know, mm-hmm. this kid, he, he's still to the combat sports purist. He's not real. He's not a real boxer. He's a guy who makes dumb videos on YouTube, open up Pokemon cards. He's, a, I mean, it's not. I don't care if he trains six hours a day with Freddie Roach. He's still not a boxer, and he won't be for quite some time. It's a theatrical sideshow, and in my world, it needs to quit. But you got to find someone, to, the right person that has to stop it, and I don't think he's going to let somebody st- – I think he's smart enough, which I don't understand why he was calling out Cormier. I don't think that's – like, I don't get that either. Like, am I missing something when he's like, oh, yeah, I would I would beat Daniel Cormier, to, you, know, you know, really disrespectful the way he was talking about Daniel Cormier, this guy who's a, one of the greatest of all time. And like, yeah, I would, I would destroy him. What am I missing there? Like, why do you feel like that's a good fight for you? Because he's, he's going to pick his fights out because he feels like he can win them. Why? Because of, because it'll never happen. So let's talk smack. Let's get it on TV, which it did. It got it on a gigantic pay-per-view, first pay-per-view back, all of it. It got the, the, the commentators to talk about it. And so it did its job perfectly. It's mm-hmm. not about the fight. It's about the hype. It's about the talk. And that's what's wrong. That's com- I mean, I get selling it, but fight somebody real then. If you're going to do it, fight somebody real. But unfortunately, Jeremy, I think this is kind of where we talked about, like, the Conor McGregor aspect of it, of, like, you know, like, as much as I I want to discredit Jake Paul, this is kind of created by that whole Conor McGregor element of, like, let's talk people into the building and then the fight matters later. And Conor would deliver. But what I'm saying is the talking became what people knew Conor McGregor for. Like, I could tell when you were having people on ESPN talk about, like, Oh yeah, this is how Conor McGregor is going to win this fight. I'm like, have you ever watched a Conor McGregor fight before? Or you just know the guy talks a lot of trash and occasionally knocks people out. Like even with the Dustin Poirier fight, I predicted, I called exactly how it was going to go. I said if Conor doesn't get him in the first round, it's going to be over. You know, because that's where his bag of tricks ends. And sure enough, that's where it went. And I think that's where you get, like, people are more focused on the theatrics with any combat sport right now than they are actually, like, 
what is actually going to happen. They don't look at Dustin. I mean, people were talking about, I think, in that Conor McGregor last, Conor McGregor or Poirier felt like Dustin Poirier was like a pushover. Like, oh, the guy was the number one contender. <laughs> like, so yeah. I, I just feel like that's where people are drawing their attention to more so than the actual fighting landscape. Well, I like I said, I think the whole thing's dumb, and I think it needs to quit. No more, no more TikTok rock concerts. No more of the whole thing. If if we're gonna have that show, that's great. Um, can we can we keep uh, you know can we keep uh, Oscar De La Hoya off of whatever Oscar De La Hoya was on, and <laughs> let's have someone who actually knows a little bit about combat sports to at least try to rein in the commentary instead of it you know and I'm, i still go back to the snoop dog thing the, the my two uncles fighting at the barbecue whenever it was uh roy jones jr and tyson that shit needs to stop completely yeah the, you are discrediting I, that, that comes to discrediting the fighters then at that point too um but here's the exciting news jeremy now that everything's going back to live events media things are start picking up we can get media credentials to go see one of these trailer fight trailer events live and in person. I would be so down with that because, you know, <laughs> I talk so much smack. Actually, you know, I wouldn't, but uh, I mean, that's what got me banned out of pro wrestling. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's time to go back. So I think, I think we need the media credential up again. Time to go see some trailer boxing. I'm ready for it. Ready for that. I mean, if you can call it boxing. You know, maybe we'll we'll get a, a good one of you know Frank Mir at forty seven years old fighting you know some guy who was a champion at one point in time. Works out for me. I'm just curious. You're in the car with Jim Range. I'm just curious how much time he invested into the Triller pay per view. Was it a lot? Oh, well, let's ask him. So, Jim, what <laughs> kind of time went into this whole Triller? I mean, you are a boxing purist from day one. Been around the sport forever. What was it like for you dealing with the whole Triller thing? It was very quite pain- extremely painful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait an hour and a half for a fight was ridiculous. I can't imagine what the fighters are going through in the back waiting. Fighters, they know when they're coming up. They know when they start preparing. And to sit there and have hour breaks between fights, how is your mind staying in the game for it? How are you keeping yourself motivated for the fight? I mean, I, I just can't comprehend that. It really bothered me with it. Yeah, it, it bugged me too. I mean, because I know what it's like. I, I have, I have coached boxing for years. I have coached MMA for years I have been in the corners whenever it's time to go and you're warming up and then you got to wait for you know the dance routine and them to clean the stages it's stupid and I can I mean it was made I hate to say it, but it was made that show was made for your granddaughter Jimmy well it really was and I commented to you earlier Jeremy about it that some of the soccer moms because my granddaughter plays club ball and some of the moms said they watch it strictly for the rap the rappers on it so the show was not made for your boxing purists or your combat sports purists it was made for people who like that music and a way to draw them in get the pay-per-view they're paying for that they're not paying to see jake paul um versus ben Askren because they dropped they stopped watching me for it in a lot of them so if you actually watched who was on it the whole time i bet the numbers dropped before that final fight and, and that's the, the scary thing of, like, people are getting getting to think that's what a boxing event is. Now, I said I did say, like, Jake Paul may bring people to the gym who are like, hey, I want to start training. I want to do what Jake Paul does. 
which I, that sound that was a sad statement to make in itself to come out of my mouth, but that's just where we're at. Um, but also, the other thing is that's what people are going to think of boxing event is like. So now you're going to have a generation that when you have, you know, some of your top Spencers and the Garcias of the world boxing, that's not going to be enough. When is Ice Cube performing at this event? When are we going to have two chains out there? That's going to be part of the show. That's now part of the whole deal with, like, when it comes to people's mindset, that generation for boxing. Yeah, it's, I don't know. You know what I want to do? I want to not be part of the problem, and I am glad that we are putting it at the bed with this episode because until this next one comes out, I don't want to hear the name Jake Paul again for a while. Yeah, you, you probably you, – you may get your wish, but I don't know. That's going to be tough because he's, he's circulating right now. He's busy. Uh, he's busy. <laughs> so, uh, so you may, you may get more – you may get more Jake. Or you got to remember Logan's out there too. So I, I can't even watch I Matt. Think we'll hear from, I don't think we'll hear from Logan. I think we'll hear from Jake. Jake is trying to say he's a real boxer. And I agree with Jeremy from the earlier statements. Put him up against a boxer. Let's end it. So, but let's go back to what you said there. So, what about Logan? What did you think of him jumping into the whole WWE world and basically rocking the heel in that? I mean, it made sense because they knew what he was. Nobody, wrestling fans especially, like wrestling fans are. High, you think you you know the MMA Paris and boxing Paris are highly critical about outsiders in the sport? Try that with pro wrestling. Bad Bunny who is another rapper, had to pull off his – had to pull off literally a five-star wrestling match for him to get any – and he did, which was crazy, to get any credit from wrestling fans for the whole four months. People were like, we hate the guy. But they knew with Logan Paul going in there, people hate this dude. They just – he's not a very likable guy. Let's put him with someone who's likable, give him a stunner, get some sports interaction, get some YouTube action and called it in, which was a smart thing. It was a smart move. So I, I, I didn't – I don't hate the hustle. I hate the hustler, <laughs> I guess is what I like to say. I don't. The Paul brothers don't bother me in the sense of what they're doing and how they're making money because they're profitable, but I just do not like them. Like, I don't knock their gimmick. I don't knock what they're doing. Just their, the, the, their personality just irks me. And I, I think most people love to see them get their comeuppance. It's like Jeremy Johnson with the pro wrestling fans. Jeremy, <laughs> you, you, people want to see you get body slammed, taken because of all the crap you talk about pro wrestling. But that's what makes it great. One day, probably someone will get you in a ring and give you a power bump, and people are going to go crazy about it. That's what people are waiting and for the, with the Paul brothers. <laughs> but the thing is, is I think that whenever they do it, I will be more respected in the uh, the world of pro wrestling then. Yes, you you will not be like I don't think you're gonna be doing things on TikTok that are gonna drive people crazy. But you get what I'm saying. It's kind of the same. Like people want to see the the pro wrestling fans want to see you get your comeuppance. I'm pretty sure there's some MMA fans they want to see me hop in there finally and get my comeuppance. But you know, it is what it is. Um, I I just I'm here for the ride. I, my guard, like I said on Facebook. My garbage palate needs a little cleansing sometimes and needs a little it craves things sometimes. And I crave the Paul brothers. I, I didn't I didn't wind up ordering the fight. I didn't I did save my forty nine ninety nine for UFC. Uh, the, my UFC ordering. But yeah, I, I need it sometimes and they, they provide that. 
Oh, well, let us know what you think on Twitter at DGF Combat Sports. Let us know. It's all about the fans. What do you guys think? We will do a poll. Was Jake Paul a good thing for combat sports? Let us know. Depending on who's on there, you might forget the wrong answer. That poll might slip into the wrong direction. And then you got a bunch of 13-year-olds on that Twitter poll. Well, I'm not real sure our fan base is uh, a big number of 13-year-olds listening to us do the uh, the podcasts and the shows here. So I'm, I'm having my stepdaughter tweet and send it out to her friends so we can skew that demographic a little bit. <laughs> Since now I've introduced them to all fighting. Like one of them didn't even want to leave. He was sticking around for like the Shevchenko uh, – um, I almost said Nunez. And Shevchenko and Andrade fight. Because um, like the first two fights had him sold. You got a guy who got basically nerve damage in his foot because of a leg kick in the first fight. Then you got a guy who basically snapped his leg in the very first strike. He was sold. He was there. Like he's like it's, uh, you know, your parents would be home at ten o'clock. You can watch one round and you got to go. He was there for the for the for the uh, he would have stayed for the whole pay per view if he could. So we we got a new fan there. But you know, it, it's uh, we'll increase the demographic one fan at a time. Darn right. Let us know, like I said, on Twitter at DGF Combat Sports or find us on Facebook at Down Goes Frazier. Let us know what you think, guys. It's what it's all about. Definitely. But it was fun being back in the saddle. It had been some time period, man, but let's, let's not like take that long of a hiatus. So we'll be back here, you know, every week doing the same thing, kind of kicking off your week with Down Goes Frazier, recapping what happened in the week before, weekend before. But, yeah, it's definitely fun being back in the saddle. It is, and uh, don't forget, check us out here. As I said, you know, you've got the nice snoring Craig Nacello in the back. Jimmy Range with me. You can check us out at the MMA Bourbon Appreciation Society where we talk fighting and whiskey, which are two great combos that go together. You're going to come on that show with me, Jason. You're going to do some talking and some drinking. How, mu- how, much whisk- how, many- how much whiskey do I have to drink beforehand? Oh, at least, at least two to three shots. That sounds good. I- I'm not- I like drinking. I'm never opposed to drinking, so we can we can we can definitely do that. This it's got to be a clear uh, clear work night and a night that my son hopefully sleeps the whole night through and doesn't come in and wake up the whole family because that I've had those hungover nights before and that is horrible. Um, so so yeah, definitely I'll definitely be down for that. All right, all right. You guys, you guys take it easy. Have a safe drive home from Iowa, and we'll be back with Down Goes Frazier again next week. Right here on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to us at. Keep continue to check us out every week.